0: History repeating could be what Dave Wilson's looking at with his chart of the day. David?
1: Look at it, General Electric, Corey. I mean, you can see the shares are down today. But even going back to Friday, you know, they had that initial decline, six percent in change, in response to their third quarter results. Stock managed to make that back and then some to close higher on the day. Chief Executive uh, Officer John Flannery talking about the need for change and the plans to sell $20 billion worth of businesses and so on and so forth. And it got me thinking, you know, Look back on the tenure of his predecessor, Jeff Immelt. What kind of a start did he get out of the gate, and how did things unfold from there? Well, as it happens, you go back to the third quarter report for 2001, which, of course, included 9-11 and the aftermath of that tragic day. And GE's shares actually rose 2.7%. Uh, on that day. I mean, that was the good news. The bad news was there was almost the high watermark for Immelt's entire tenure at GE. Uh, The shares managed to get above $42 uh, at one point uh, at the peak of uh, the 2000s bull market. And then they collapsed in the midst of the financial crisis. And so by the time Immelt finally stepped down in July of this year, they were still down 34% from where they closed on the day of that first earnings report. So you know, not that it's necessarily a case of history repeating, but if nothing else, you're looking at a cautionary tale when it comes to what's ahead for GE and it's his, you know, the company's new uh, CEO. So put it all together, that's where things get interesting. If you want to know more, folks, send me an email. I will get you the chart, the explanation that goes with it, and everything I do going forward. The email address is dwilson at bloomberg that's D Wilson at Bloomberg.net right and time will tell whether or not there is a difference uh, going forward in terms of GE's business and Oh absolutely I mean you, yeah. you now have a stock that's you know down uh, practically as much as it was at the low point of the day on Friday. Not quite that far, but close enough, within 15 cents or so. Dave Wilson, Bloomberg Stocks columnist with his Stock of the Day. All right, time to switch gears a little bit and talk about a story that's kind of fascinated a bunch of us, Silicon Valley companies are learning that it pays to have staff with government security clearances. Let's get uh, the explanation about what's going on. Uh, Garrett DeVink is technology reporter here at Bloomberg News in our Bloomberg 1130 studio in New York. So Garrett, tell us what's going on.
2: So last week my colleagues uh, Sarah Fryer and Bill Allison broke the story that Facebook particularly was doing a new push to try to hire people with government security clearances. So these are people who've gone through a very intense and lengthy process, usually because they're working with you know, a government agency sometimes focused on national defense or other government secrets. The process can take, on average, around 311 days. This is a form that takes you a couple hours to fill out. You have to list everywhere you've ever lived and everyone who's ever known you, pretty much, for the government to go and make sure that there's nothing in your background that could be suspicious. So because of all the Russia interference in the election, potentially those stories going on, the tech companies are saying, OK, well, maybe we need to have a bit more of these people on the payroll. Why? so they are increasingly being tasked with look, essentially doing what our spy agencies do which is try to find evidence of foreign governments interfering in you know US affairs and you know there was some of that that went on in the 2016 election with Facebook in particular, Twitter as well, YouTube, and so the challenge is the NSA might have a lead or something about a particular government agency that they know is using a social network to try to do something nefarious, but they can't tell Facebook details about that if the employees dealing with it on the Facebook end Don't have government security clearance. So that's why, so that Facebook can actually be in the room when these decisions are made so that they can know more about these things that really impact their business without kind of having to leave it up to the government. It
0: is amazing how uh, uh, you don't have clearance conversation stops the conversation. But companies have used this in ways. I, I remember when I was uh, back in my days as a hedge fund analyst, before I was managing money, but just as an analyst, there was a company I was looking at they called SafeNet out of Maryland. And I was a publicly traded company. I was looking at their products and trying to understand what their end markets were and how their products work and how it stacked up against competition. And at a certain point, when I was pressing the CEO about, and the CFO about what was happening at the company, how the products work, they're like, well, you know, sorry, Corey. You don't have clearance. <laughs> that was before there were accounting charges and there was a million dollar fine and the, uh, the uh, uh, CEO uh, ended up in, in jail, or C- chief financial officer ended up in jail. But that was, the, that was how the thing all stopped, was, was uh, security clearance. Mm-hmm. Is there a notion that, uh, that they can somehow, uh, if they were to get this, be able to hide behind sort of security clearance when they're talking about the issues that have plagued Facebook from the start, things like privacy? I mean,
2: potentially, but, you know, they're already having that issue, right? I mean, a lot of these things are part of the um, the probe into... Russia's uh, interference in the election whether there was any collusion with uh, the Trump campaign you know nothing's been proven yet but these are all questions that people are asking and you know part of it is Facebook is being asked these questions and I think they were sort of scrambling in the wake of election of the election to Facebook and others to sort of say okay what actually happened you know uh, Sheryl Sandberg CEO of Facebook when she went to Washington a couple weeks ago she actually said you know we were so focused on trying to make sure that Facebook wasn't hacked That we didn't actually look at, you know, what in other ways was very, you know, legitimate uses of Facebook, just buying ads. They didn't even know that this stuff was happening until
0: after the election.
1: I don't know how they didn't know that, especially when they were embedded in various...
0: Well, I know of they're different they, things, yeah. but I'm just
1: saying. So
0: that, the Kremlin so, didn't give them security cards. Yeah, well,
2: I mean, the, the Kremlin was using, you know, they weren't saying, you know, this is the Kremlin buying the ads, and Facebook said, oh, you know, this looks like a perfectly legitimate buy. I mean, a lot of it's not like Facebook is vetting every single purchaser. they, they But could I feel be like smaller. there were a lot of stories out there just tying things back to certain agencies within Russia. It's true. I mean, the, this Internet Research Agency, which is this sort of shadowy troll factory, troll farm, uh, was unveiled in 2013 already. Yeah. Anyway, it's interesting. Well, this you say will they're not on. vetting
0: them. They're, they sure are making sure their payments are vetted. <laughs> Garrett DeVink,
1: technology reporter at Bloomberg News in our New York studio. Thank you so much. Appreciate it.